1: Hello and welcome to Arn. This is Paul Bromwell, and as always, I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spinebuster, the one A, Attack tag team wrestlers, our TV champion. He's the enforcer, and it was his birthday this past week. Arn Anderson, Arn, how are you, my friend? I'm 65.
2: That's how I am. <laughs> so that's going to be open to discussion. I'm I, 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 in one hand. You know, I'm thrilled and I'd love to be saying I'm 85 at some point, but boy, it just got here. Like the last 20 years just jumped on me.
1: I, I, I believe it, man. It flew by not only 65 and by the way, you told me there was a big old chocolate cake. Uh, was that, and, and what else part of the celebration as the drops you have already celebrated? So what else well, did you guys do?
2: Well, we went to uh, Nakado's Japanese Steakhouse, which is really off the hook. We've been going there since it was open, probably 25 years. We've been customers there. It's phenomenal. And then I got a chocolate, heavy chocolate cake.
1: <laughs> I like how you said heavy. That just makes yeah. it sound good.
2: What, you know what? She somehow melts chocolate chips into the cake Mm. so that when you bite in it's not just the edges that have the chocolate it's in there
1: it's in it's all up in that cake mix well shout out to aaron for just putting on another clinic of a birthday celebration for you my friend congratulations
2: (laughs) yes i will do that thank you very much glad to be here and uh hopefully we'll have a few more birthdays on the on the air here
1: Hey, listen, by the way, I wanted to also share, you didn't, I don't even think we talked about this. This episode represents, you know what these four fingers are, right? This is the four-year anniversary of the Arm Podcast.
2: Has it been four years?
1: Four years, yes, sir. The research guy, they all put the schedule together and like, Paul, this is the four-year anniversary of the show.
2: Doesn't seem like it. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, it's flying by.
2: Well, you know... We'll leave it up to the uh, listeners if they're still having a good time we still got a bunch of career to go
1: we do and I'm loving yeah. every minute of it aren and so are the fans listeners I hear from them every single week they're loving this this uh, this show and your stories and reliving your uh, your wrestling career my friend
2: well if it's all right with you as long as they're still enjoying it we'll steep keep doing it when they quit enjoying it we'll quit doing
1: it that sounds good that sounds good so deal. Well, well that's it's a deal. Speaking of enjoyment, I know you've also been enjoying touring this countryside. You and Brock making appearances, and uh, the last couple of weeks, you guys actually made it up to the Northeast. GraniteCon, tell me all about it. How was that weekend?
2: Well, it was uh, it was memories back to you know when I used to go there with the other company as, as a producer, quite a bit. It's a it's a small little functional place. Everything's kind of close together. Nice gym. Yeah. Uh, we stayed at a nice hotel, which was had the uh, the event was actually just walked down a hallway, maybe 50 feet, and there you were. It was the Double Tree. And, did you get a uh, cookie
1: when you checked in?
2: Yes, I did. You know, <laughs> well, I did.
1: Of course, you did. You, that's the beauty of the Double Tree.
2: And let me just say to the people that, that put that thing on, you know, they did a great job. They were very, very. Very, very nice. cordial to us, and uh, they took good care of us, and we were very, very thankful to to uh, be there. And uh, it was just a very, very positive thing for everybody.
1: That's cool, man. I'm glad you got to – because you said, "Hey, listen, we didn't we don't get to get up to the Northeast very often. it had been a long time for for you and Brock. So I'm glad it all worked out, and you had a good turnout. It sounds like.
2: Wes, it was uh, it was good. It was very busy for those guys. I mean. People that come to those things, man, I just sit there and I'm amazed at some of the costuming that they put together. Yes. Very creative.
1: Yeah, the Comic Cons and all that. All right, let's. Uh, we got two more things, and then we'll jump into this week's show. I know you guys are just itching to hear some of what we got going on this week with June 1993. We got an email update since the last time you and I recorded about the book, the graphic novel, Arne Anderson My Life is Wrestling's Enforcer. Three of the four book plates have been completed and now on their way to Ireland. They're all part of the Kickstarter exclusive. The books are on the ship. They're headed to the warehouse. They will be packaged and sent to all the fans. Dirk promises, Arne, that once the books actually arrive, the fulfillment will be quick. I don't know where else they can send these books to for signings of Zimbabwe. Who knows? But it sounds like they finally got it wrapped up. And so uh, he closes his email, Arne. He says, as always, thank you for your support and your patience. I still contend that this book is one of the most gorgeous books I've ever had the honor of working on, and all of us are extremely excited for you all to get to read it. Arn, we are anxious and ready to read this book, and Dirk is super pumped about it, man. I cannot wait. It's almost here.
2: I just hope and pray it's worth the wait, guys. I, I hope it is. I think it is, and we put a lot of work into it and a lot of heart into it, and thanks to all those guys. And you know, it it had some kicking some dirt over some parts of my life and digging some stuff up. So hope it's worth
1: the wait. You can still head over to arncomic.com and check it out there. I think the pre-sale at one point sold out on Amazon. You can still check it out over there as well, too. But that's where you're going to find all things uh, Arn Anderson and this glorious graphic novel comic book that we've been waiting on. And then one more piece of business on before we get started. I don't know if you know this or not, but I get the chance to sit down every week with one of the greatest wrestling minds, one of your old pals, Kevin Sullivan, on Tuesdays with the Taskmaster. It's on adfreeshows.com. How about that? Can you believe I get to work with with one of your old pals, Kevin Sullivan?
2: Well, you're going to be with the devil, and that would be Kevin. He really is the devil, you know. Oh, I know. It's going to make me look even more like an angel
1: you, you, you still you look like a, an altar boy compared to the devil so you're you're doing real well but man listen he is a great guy it's an exclusive adfreeshows.com over 50 years in the business He was wrestling in the WWF in the 70s with uh, some of those guys haystacks Calhoun tag team partners with him in Florida and then up in and he did some some uh, matches there so we're having a blast check it out and I actually have a clip I'm going to play because he talked about how he would finish the Cody Rhodes story let's take a listen
3: he needs to win the belt but he needs to do his what his father did if he's playing his father's story his father put the heels over first, dumped all the heat, all the adversity. I mean, then he beat Brock with a broken arm. I think they're doing it perfectly. And now, I think if they go to WrestleMania 40, okay, it's time.
1: What do you think, seeing your old pal Kevin there? He's watching current wrestling, too. You know, Kevin and I were you know, during the WCW
2: days when I was in the office and Rick had ceased to be in the office, so it was kind of like it was Kevin and myself and Jimmy Hart in there kind of holding down the ship. I spent a lot, of, a lot of time with Kevin. We'd go to the gym as soon as our meetings were done, you know, down in Atlanta. And, you know, we were together quite a bit and uh, we got pretty close there for a while and uh nothing ever happened except we just went different ways employment wise but uh, he, uh if you want to really find out how smart he is test him on some sports trivia mm. he's brilliant he is he's brilliant we talk he about kn- it too and he he knows all of it from hockey to soccer to baseball to football you name it he'll he'll amaze you he's a smart guy
1: big time I- as big a baseball fan as you are, Arne, and by the way, congratulations on your Braves clinching the NL East And since the last time we talked.
2: Hold that, because the last eight or ten days, they have fell on their ass.
1: <laughs> I know, but still, they're, they're, they've they're clinched. They do need to get hot at the right time. You're right. I have a big Braves fan friend of mine that's saying the same thing you are.
2: Well, there's, there's a time to coast you know and that's certainly after you clinch but there's something to be said for momentum too you don't want to come in the back door from a losing stretch i would i really need them to get hot
1: again don't lose to those phillies right those those philadelphia phillies
2: <sighs> well they they're, they've been on fire
1: i know i saw them hitting home <sighs> runs left and right last night
2: well they got some talent it was just a question when they were going to fire up that's for sure
1: It's going to be fun to see, but Kevin Sullivan, big baseball fan, Red Sox, he is so upset they traded Mookie Betts. We talk about all that stuff uh, with Tuesday with the Taskmaster, but you can literally pick his brain. From the 70s, 80s, all the way through now. He'll he'll pick up the the fake pencil and act like he's Booker again and tell you how he would do certain storylines. So it's a lot of fun. You can catch it every Tuesday uh, on ad-free shows, plus thousands of other bonus content. And here's a special offer right now. New subscribers save 20% off their first month by going to adfree20.com. That's 20% off month one right now at adfree20. Dot com And check out Tuesday with the Taskmaster, hosted by yours truly. It's such a pleasure to be a part of that with Kevin. And uh, we're having a lot of fun over there. So take advantage of that offer. Arn, we move on. It's time to get into this. I know our listeners are ready. And we're going to pick up the walk through your career where we left off last week. And uh, we discussed the only time that you wrestled for the world title on pay-per-view. And uh, the week after that event, good old Dave Meltzer had this to say about the match. I'm going to share this with you. Barry Wyndham pinned Arnd Anderson in 10 minutes and 56 seconds to retain the NWA title. Very good action, hampered by a lame finish, and the fact that they should have allotted these two five more minutes. Wyndham juiced at five minutes from a guardrail shot. A lot of big bumps by both men. Anderson threw down ref, uh, referee Randy Anderson, allowing Wyndham to sneak up from behind. And nail him with the title belt and score the pin. He gave it three and a half stars. Arn Meltzer takes a lot of heat from segments of the internet wrestling community, but it's hard to argue what he wrote as far as here with you and Barry. Do you agree that it could have gone another five minutes?
2: Oh yeah, of course. But I mean, that's that's again, that's Monday morning quarterback. Sure. Do I think it would have made a difference in the fact that we did not build it right, which we went all we went through. You would have had to have gotten me hot for that to have mattered. And let's just face it, they were more relying on my ability just to go out and, and have a very good title match with Barry, other than, hey, we got to get this guy hot just like we would any other contender. And once, once you're now at the, you know, you're at match time, does it doesn't really matter that you do anything or go a little longer? The die has already been cast.
1: You make a good point, Arn, and you've said it before. You knew that here in this role, you were to make him look good and to be strong and to still put on one hell of a match, which you guys delivered, entertaining-wise. But again, we know he's going to move on, and, uh, and that was the ultimate play there.
2: I have no problem with that. No problem whatsoever. That was my job that night, make the champion look as good as I possibly could. It wasn't about me. It was about him.
1: Well, buddy, listen, following uh, that brief singles run, you're thrust back into the role that man you're best known for, and that's tag team wrestling. And uh, in this month alone, you team with three different tag team partners, including Marcus Bagwell, Paul Roma, uh, yeah, and of course, nature boy, Ric Flair. So we're going to be, uh, begin by talking about you and Bagwell. This team was created out of necessity, as you would be substituting for Two Cold Scorpio, who had become Bagwell's regular tag team partner. Uh, but opposite of you guys in the ring were stunning Steve Austin and Lord Stephen Regal, who was substituting for Flying Brian. And now, uh, Aaron, these were house show matches that took place earlier on in the month. But it does offer the opportunity to talk a little bit about a couple of people that we don't get to talk about here enough on this show. And first, I want to talk a little bit about Too Cold Scorpio. He was a heavyweight who wrestled like a cruiserweight. And uh, he left an impression on the audience with his charisma, his aerial attack. Do you remember the first time you saw Too Cold work? Yeah, I mean, he's a
2: showman. I mean, you know, he had, a, he had cool outfits coming to the ring. I think he had a couple of chicks at the beginning, was he? Didn't yeah. Yeah. He, you he
1: definitely have, did when he then transitioned over to WWE 2 as Flash Funk. He had some some girls on his arm there too.
2: Yeah, I mean he had all the wind dressing plus you know he did the 450 and all that stuff when you didn't see it very often and he did it flawlessly so. You know he was. You knew he was going to have a successful career.
1: I think that's what was very impressive about him was a guy his size that could do what he was doing. I mean, other than like a Vader who was just a freak of nature and his athleticism, to see what Scorpio could do off the top rope so easily, just as a fan at that age was so impressive. Yep, hundred percent. Well, listen, we'll move on from Scorpio. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, Bagwell. He had worked the undercard for the past couple of years was recognized as one of wrestling's most promising talents. You couldn't get through a broadcast without Jim Ross, making sure we all knew he was rookie of the year. Uh, but at this point he had been with the company for about two years. What sticks out to you about the time that you spent working with Marcus?
2: Well, I mean, he, he just kind of really came. You know, out of nowhere he came. I guess from the school, right? He, mm-hmm, had, he right. wasn't real expen- He wasn't really experienced a lot, but I mean, the guy, the whole package, his gear, handsome guy, good body, had that Furland husky hairdo, had that <laughs> shit blowed way back, yes, way up there. So I mean, he he had it all looks wise, and he had some. He had a lot of talent, you know, a lot of baby face skills, good drop kicks. And, you know, all kind of stuff like that, that baby faces needed. And uh, you could tell that that kid, you know,
1: was heading places. That's funny. He might have been cutting that shit with the flow bee. You remember that thing? It was the attachment on the vacuum cleaner gimmick. I think he might have been hanging upside
2: down from some some stairway and letting it fall down, and somebody walk up on him and spray it or
1: something. Hey, listen to us, two guys that are follically challenged just having a good old time at Buff's expense. I love we
2: don't it. have a clue how he got that hand I know, up. right? <laughs> we're, we're just throwing rocks without really throwing rocks. You know, I, there you I, go. If you don't know who Furlan Husky is and why I called Bagwell Furlan to this day,
1: look it up. Uh, I just I Googled him right now, Arn. I couldn't help myself, and uh holy shit, I see it now. Love it. From the Grand Ole Opry, Furlan and Husky. That's uh, correct. I love it. Good stuff. Well, listen, let's uh we got some questions already from some of our listeners, and it comes from Patrick Ruth. He says, What was Buff missing in Arn's opinion that kept him from a top spot? Um <sighs> oh.
2: he was always figured in, but those top, top spots were few and far between. And, you know, it wasn't that easy to move from a middle spot to a top spot. It, it just really wasn't because there was only room for a couple of guys there and you needed to pay your dues. You needed to earn your way there too. You can if you would have just brought him in and, and him win a few matches, and then you all of a sudden put him with the top guys. The audience will not accept that. You have to earn that.
1: yeah, And you said it too, even when you started talking about Bagwell was he came in kind of from the school, right, from the training center. And so he still he needed a lot of a lot more ring time, a lot more, and not and I don't necessarily mean ring time, but just working angles, telling stories, getting in front of the mic. All that development, and that was going to take time for, for somebody like that, especially ahead of you. Like you said, when you have uh Steve Austin's and and Brian Pillman's and some of these other guys that are kind of getting that spot in this in these days.
2: And the, let me tell you, in the old days, what you needed to get over is a baby face, he needed to be in some wars, he had to be in, needed to be in there with and with some knockdown, drag out fights with some really tough heels. And survive him, so that he, you know, the audience knew that hey, if he got down and he got hurt, he was still in the fight, and that's how you got over in those days. It wasn't so much about aerial skills and all the pretty moves. I mean, he needed to get his ass kicked that's and hard. not stay down. Yeah, maybe that maybe that was what he wasn't booked in those tight matches, and he never never got there during that time period because that was reserved for
1: the top stuff. Additionally, uh, Terrell Lewis, he wants to know, he says, Arna is a natural born heel like yourself. How much torture was it working with a white meat baby face like Bagwell? So you were tagging with him just a few times here, but what was that like? I mean, he is, white meat is the perfect word when it comes to baby face that he was at this point.
2: Well, it was oil and water. Yeah. And again, in those days guys there's no way for me to make sense out of some of the things i was put in and some of the things that occurred in those early days of wcw and again it was we're at the three-year mark right yeah still growing still trying to figure things out things were changing bookers were constantly changing front off was constantly changing the direction of the company and uh Bagwell and myself that was just one of those him and Scotty Riggs perfect perfect together they looked perfect yeah yeah and they jailed incredibly myself you know that thing they really didn't have a chance
1: shout out to uh, Scotty Riggs longtime listener of the arm podcast so good
2: dude too I I like hello Scotty you know always thought a lot of you always tried to put some wisdom on you when you would ask and uh
1: was my pleasure There you go. Arn's a big fan. Arn, we're going to pause and talk about our favorite sponsor once again this week. That's right. It's Blue Chew Time, and they're here to make sure you're delivering that spine buster, putting that spine to the pine every single time the right way, and making sure you're prepared to do so. And they have a special offer for the listeners of The Arn Show. Isn't that right, Arn? Arn? Well... Guys, Arn's not around right now. I think he's taking care of business, if you know what I mean. And I want to make sure you have the opportunity to take care of business, too. Guys, Blue Chew is an online prescription service. No visits to the doctor's office. We talk about it every single week. No weird conversations. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. And remember, the biggest perk and benefit of this, it ships right to your door in a discreet package. So listen, go to bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. They're just going to ask you a few questions, make sure you're good, your health's in order, and you can take it. And once they verify that, it's going to be at your door within days, all done online. Very easy. And if you don't like swallowing pills, no big deal. The tablets are chewable, very easy to consume. So give it a try, guys. Listen, we hear a lot of folks that listen to our show that have reached out to us uh, directly through our show DMs and said, guys, you are spot on with what you've been talking about with Blue Chew. We have a lot of fun with it on the show, but I'm telling you, it takes away the worries, the anxiety, the stress, and helps you perform the way you want to perform, like a Hall of Famer, like Arn Anderson. So there you go. Check it out. BlueChew.com can make sure you're able to perform at your very best every time. You get the opportunity to have fun, and here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN. That's right, just those three letters, A-R-N, at checkout. You just pay $5 shipping. That's it. BlueChew.com, promo code ARN to receive your first month free. Once again, go to BlueChew.com for more details and safety info. Hey, listen, before we move on to the next topic, I also want to take a moment to discuss his lordship, Stephen Regal. He had joined the company at the beginning of this year, Arn, And Regal always had a different style than most fans were accustomed to seeing, especially 30 years ago. But for you, how was it working with Regal, considering his European wrestling style It was different? What did you make of his in-ring presentation, his lordship? How did you, what did you, what did you think of that?
2: I loved it, you know, and when we first went over to, England and Regal was a local guy they had a had him have a like a tryout match while we were over there and buddy I was singing his praises I love that style that European style with those uppercuts and the chain wrestling and you know just slugging it out and uh, basically keeping it on the mat it was just good I love it I love that stuff and I love Stephen Regal's whole demeanor you know lordship was just a smart ass and he just carried himself in that ring he just generated tons of heat but still you looked at him and you went as a man you looked at him and went oh, that's, that's a tough son of a bitch
1: and you're one who's been known for some good facials but man regal's guy had some serious facials yes, with this character. Did. yeah
2: you bet he did i mean he was uh he was an englishman
1: He was, and uh, just a fantastic wrestler, and now what he's doing to carry the business forward. Can't say enough about William Regal, Uh, but we're going to move on from these tag matches that you wrestled earlier in the month because you and Flair were preparing to take on the Hollywood Blondes at the Clash of Champions. We started talking about that last week. They were smart-mouthing you guys on the Flair for the gold, talking about how old you were, and uh, this was going to be Flair's first match back from WWF, and on the way there, they make a statement with a mockery Uh, calling their version of the program a "Flare for the old. And as you might expect, we have that segment in its entirety. It's our first clip of this week, and uh, it's Pillman and Austin's "Flare for the old. This would air on June 5th. I can already see you smirking on WCW Saturday night. Wait till you see this, Arn.
0: Go to the ring for our next match. It's going to be, no doubt about it, the men who are the world tag team champions, the Hollywood... The Hollywood Blonde set to go.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, it's the world-renowned celebration of nostalgia. A flare for the old. Featuring the seven or eight or nighttime world champion, the Nature Boy. And featuring his maid, Pate. And now the Nature Boy, and tonight's special guest, one half of the World Tag Team Champions, Hollywood blonde, stunning Steve Austin!
5: Thank you. I'm very, uh, thank, you very, thank you very much. Uh, I'm very uh, pleased to announce that we have a special segment of uh, a flare for the old here we are nursing home uh, paradise uh, live here on uh, in Technicolor and uh, I know uh, before we go any further I'd like to uh, give that moment every red blooded male in America will love and that that's right take a deep breath let's bring her out pate they're made there she is There she is. Woo! (laughs) Oh, you sex kitten, you. (laughs) It's one of the little perks (laughs) being the host of the show. I'm very pleased to announce my special guest, one half of the World Tag Team Champions, stunning Steve Austin. Let's bring him out. Steve, uh, I'm told that uh, you and your partner are doing some very uh, tremendous things. Uh, you and uh, Stunning Steve are just a tremendous
3: combination. I'm Stunning Steve. Uh, what
5: was that, uh, I'm Stunning uh, Steve. Uh, anyway, Steve, uh, maybe uh, tell the great fans out there uh, some of the great things that uh, the Blondes are doing. Uh, with
3: this tag team? Well, I feel like with a partner like Fly and Brian... The Hollywood blondes can go. The Hollywood blondes can go as Hey, wake up. The Hollywood blondes can go as far as they want to in tag team wrestling. Pardon right, me, Steve. Uh, I believe it's time for
5: for my medication. Uh, if you could hold on one minute, please. Uh, please hold the microphone for me.
3: Let, 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 let me do that here. Open up, open up. Thank you very much.
5: Uh, Yes, uh, I surprised you're wondering about that medication. Well, uh, it's all legally prescribed. uh, And uh, you know, a little nitro for the uh, Alzheimer's and uh, I got some vitamin E in there too. Uh, You know what they say, uh, helps keep the old pencil sharp. uh. I
3: wouldn't know about problems like that, but what I do notice is that the set's the same. But your best best friend, your right-hand Stooge, there's Mr. Stooge right there. I've got to say, Double-A, it's a shame that the Nature Boy has to suffer of old age like this, but I've got to say, looking at that body, the last time I saw a body like that, it had an apple stuffed in its mouth, and it was roasting over an open flame. You like the barbecue? Huh? Well, let's see.
1: Wow, that's some red hot. Now, it's some cheap heat at the beginning there. What'd you think of the skit?
2: I like cheap heat. Yeah, me
1: too. Uh,
2: you know, you got, and let them get away with it. That's, that's the thing, you know, baby faces need to understand there's got to be a reason the audience pays for you to kick somebody's ass. And if you're always dominating the heels, I mean, I'm satisfied. You know, that was good. Brian did a great job with that, so did Steve.
1: It's, it's a lot of fun. It's gimmicky and hokey, but it is fun. And it gets across, you know, really just coming at you guys about the age and, uh, who do you know, is this dusty still working with you guys behind the scenes? Do you recall at this point with some of these skits and flair for the gold? I'm sure it was being run
2: by him, but most of that was those guys. Those guys were so creative together. They are really, really smart, you know, and, uh, they gave me just enough on the end. and
1: That's all I needed. And then you come out, and it's, a, it's everybody. It's like an old Donnie Brook at the end of the old uh, 86, 87 Jim Crockett promotion style, where you're fighting as you go off the air and Flair in the dress clothes running in. But you know what they note? Short, short yes.
2: and intense. Short yes. and intense.
1: And Flair looked like he was ready to get physical, but the program ends without him touching anybody, and it goes to credits
2: they have to come see it in the live events you don't pay it off on television but flair looked like he was doing everything he could which he was to get to him
1: yeah it's fantastic I love seeing you and stone and again I can't help it stone cold going at it in the ring I mean these are clips you can you, you got to show show Brock I mean come on I love it I
2: love yeah. it. I love it I knew Steve was destined for good good things great things you know we couldn't have never imagined how great but he just he had all the
1: pieces, ah, so fun, you taking the old uh cane across the back i, I can't imagine that felt good oh, it stung, yeah, it looked like it did. Well, it was necessary
2: and it's part of what we do.
1: That's right. Well, listen, it's time to talk about the much anticipated return of the nature boy. And, uh, he joins you to take on the blondes. It's clash of champions at the Norfolk scope in Norfolk, Virginia on June 17th, 1993, 6,000 fans were in attendance for the event. You and flair challenged the blondes for the tag team titles. are it's a two out of three falls match and it headlined the event. How fun is this? Flair won the first fall for your team. He pins Pillman following a running forearm at 9 minutes and 41 seconds. The next fall lasted just over 10 minutes. And we have the final minutes of the bout plus the post-match angle. Here we go. Second clip of the week, June 17th, 1993. Let's see how it all goes down in Norfolk, Virginia. Here we go.
3: Yeah, buddy. Oh, desperation.
6: Whoa, and he knocked Flying Brian senseless. Anderson. He made the move to the wrong corner, though. Tag to Stunning Steve. And Anderson can't make the corner. Driving those knees into the hamstring. And a smart move by the champions right there. Drag Iron Anderson back to the ring. It'll take him all day to reach Flair now.
0: Oh on the leg again back of the neck snap air flying Brian in. And they Blondes down one fall to none.
6: the tag if he don't make it this time Tony I believe it's over You're right again, but the referee didn't see it, so the match continues. I think he conveniently didn't see it. How did he miss that? Pick get up, and trying to dump off, Stan Flair could be. He got it. And now,
7: the fan sits in it. Barry Wendell is on his way right of the wing! The figure four. The figure
6: four. The referee's calling for the bell. Now what happened? Did Austin submit, or did Barry Wyndham get him disqualified? I have no idea what's going on
7: here. The ball is concluded the cause of disqualification. Ware
3: and Anderson are the winners. The title does not change high. Here
6: comes Roma. The other horseman, the newest horseman, Paul Roma in street clothes, has jumped into the ring.
7: Is over because of Wyndham's interference. And Wyndham is still on Rick Blair. They cannot pull him off. Blair's hurt. The
0: sneak attack by Barry Windham and Rick Blair is hurt.
6: And so is Arn Anderson hurt. Down on the mat. Arn Anderson is partner there with him The Hollywood Blondes retain the World Tag Team title as a result of a disqualification and Barry Windham's interference. Let's go now to Tony Schiavone, who's standing by with Barry Windham. Go ahead, Tony.
7: Well, you didn't have much to say about a player not too long ago, but I thought it's very apparent
3: by what we've seen. The right there, that's how much he wants to me. Ric Flair's never wanted any of me. He ain't not want any of me now, and he never will. Rick Flair, I'm the World Heavyweight Champion. You walked away from it, and I took it. Something you don't deserve, and it belongs to me. You've got no guts, and you certainly will never be the World Champion again, because I am the one that took it away.
1: Well, Arn, it is clear as crystal that this tag match was a vehicle to move Flair on to Barry Windham, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was. Um, I enjoyed that, though. That's one I remember.
1: We want to pause this episode of Arn to talk to you about something Arn and I are very passionate about, and that's sleep quality. And if you're waking up too hot or too cold, we highly recommend you check out Miracle Maid's bed sheets. They're inspired by NASA. Miracle Maid uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? That's freaking gross. That can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and it's just, that's awful. Nobody wants that. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters, and it prevents 99% of bacteria and requires three times less laundry. The self-cooling properties for better quality sleep are where it's at. They use silver-infused fabrics, as I said, inspired by NASA. And uh, the Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. You've heard Arne and I talk about it before. We like it cold and dark in the rooms. That's how the horsemen liked it after they were done a busy night. And that's how you'll enjoy it too. And you can get it right here. Again, very clean, bacteria free. So go to trymiracle.com slash Arne to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40% and if you use our promo code ARN at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20% off. Listen Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you aren't hundred percent satisfied, you're going to get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made right now. Go to trymiracle.com slash ARN and use the code ARN to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash ARN and treat yourself to a great night's sleep. And we want to thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode of The ARN Show that place exploded definitely norfolk was horseman country i did when you gave that hot tag man they the, the roof came off
2: yeah and rick made a hell of a comeback and that's that's when you flip switch from heel to baby face so people ask me all the time how do you how do you do that well you still do what you do you just are doing it to someone else all rick was doing was punching and chopping and kicking but it came across like a babyface comeback because of the fire involved. Right. It's the execution of it. He didn't all of a sudden start drop kicking and head scissoring and all that stuff. He just did what Ric Flair does. And uh, he kicked the shit out of those guys for 30 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever it was. And that's exciting in those days. Comeback was 45 seconds to a minute. And it could be the best and most exciting minute of any match when it was done right.
1: Uh. That and, was pretty, and, done pretty damn good. Yeah, bingo. Exactly. It was done right here. And uh, WCW does. Uh, move Flair into the title picture with Wyndham. That's going to happen Beach Blast in July. We'll get there next week or two weeks because next week's Ask Arn and Brock anything when we get to July 1993. But, man, the audience was ready. We also see Barry here. He comes out, causes like I said, that DQ. He was clad in all black, and uh, he had a successful title defense against Two Cold Scorpio earlier that night. Uh, and it might seem trivial, but Barry wore red tights with red and white Austin Hall boots when he wrestled you at Slam What about these black tights? Does it make it more obvious? Hey, he indeed is the heel in this program, or is it a throwback to his father, maybe Blackjack?
2: Or it was just... Or does it, it matter? Coincidence? And nobody, okay, we've none of us thought about it in those days. I mean, I'm I'm no babyface, and just wearing white tights and those white and blue boots, it was just. I don't know that it had a meaning other than the fact that it let you know that I was a tan son of a gun. <laughs>
3: he was.
2: More so than it having any meaning as far as the wrestling world. It was just, hey, damn, that guy's been out in the sun.
1: Yeah, if he was wearing red and black, it didn't mean he was going to be extra ornery that night. No, it right. just
2: that was his color scheme. I got Either you. He liked those colors.
1: Well, listen. Finally, this uh, clash featured the debut of Michael Buffer as a special announcer for major events. No shit. Yep. It was his first event. He would go on to be the guest announcer for the company for the next eight years. Arn, do you think bringing a guy like Buffer in for that event was designed to make Flair his return even feel more special?
2: No, I think it was them starting to have a guy. You know, he was red hot from the UFC stuff. Making those announcements, yeah, the his boxing, voice, yeah, yeah. And box, you know what did I say, UFC.
1: Yeah, his brother does UFC. Same I was thing wrong about
2: that. Yeah, boxing, and that's yep. what he was known from. But boxing was red hot back then. You had yep. a lot of stars, and that just took something from another dimension. And and boxing fans, and maybe, you know, they cut on wrestling and they went, hey, there's a crossover. That's our that's our ring announcer, you know, and he had that booming, fantastic yeah. voice. It was it dressed up our product. It really did. So
1: you were a fan of the Michael Buffer. I was. On. Yeah. Yes, of course. I like it too. Let's get ready to rumble. I mean, that guy has made money, it's licensed, it's his and uh and and it does. It just brings like a next... he's still doing it for football games. Smart man. Yeah, so pretty cool. Uh, Before we move on, though, we have a couple listener questions about this clash that we just watched. Scott Golden said, the clash match is one of my top favorite tag matches of all time because I was in attendance that night. I was there. Was there ever talk of a rematch after that clash? Or was it simply, hey, we're just going to move on now with the singles program for Flair?
2: Just a one-off. Just just fill in a position.
1: Scott, hey, when I yeah, when I hear that you got to be there for for these days, man, that's awesome. The fact that you got to be a fan and live that live, what we just heard with that audience with Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Brian Pillman, and Steve Austin, man, uh, just so cool to me as as a wrestling fan. Dylan wants to know what's the biggest difference between a two out of three falls match and a three stages of hell match that WWE used to do. And how do you feel about them individually? Thanks guys.
2: Three stage I don't even recall.
1: I got to You know what? I have to look up what the rules are for the three stages of hell. Dylan, let me, let me do that. Three stages of hell. What was that all about? Or are you a fan? Well, I look it up. What do you think about the two out of three falls matches? You a fan of those. Me? Yeah. Two out of three falls.
2: Um, If you put the baby face behind the eight ball. Into him down one fall, and then he somehow pulls one out and he gets back even. But on the tail end of him getting back even, he gets hurt again, and he really looks like he's in trouble. It's all about the drama.
1: And this is what it is you ready? It's a rare match that forces two wrestlers to wrestle three different types of matches. There have only been five of this kind of match in WWE uh, history, started in 2001. So, for instance, Triple H went against Stone Cold February 2001. The first fall was a standard match. That's the first stage of hell. Second fall, street fight. Third fall, steel cage. So at the stipulation, essentially, would change and kind of be more brutal with each fall. So what's your opinion of that versus just a standard two out of three falls match?
2: Well, was the cage suspended above the ring?
1: It would have it been suspended be. and then dropped down for the third fall. Yeah, it
2: would have to be. So there's that drama. If it's hanging there for the whole match, I would imagine it would have been hanging there for the entire night. Right.
1: That's so correct. So it's
2: that. That's always a good visual. You know, for later on, you keep looking up. That's a visual. Um, the drama builds, I guess. And uh, with those two guys, I'm sure it was. A tremendous story.
1: That was one of them. Listen to some of these matches, Arn. while we're here. Triple H then did this with Shawn Michaels. I mean, two of the best all-time in 2002. Street Fight 1, Steel Cage 2, ladder match, third fall. They need to bring this at back. This is actually kind of cool. Randy Orton versus Triple H in 09. Standard match. Then Falls Count Anywhere. Then Stretcher. We'll go through all of them. There's only five of them. John Cena-Ryback. June 16th, 2013. You were there for this, right? John Cena 2013. Yes. The first fall was lumberjack, second fall tables, third fall an ambulance. So I had to be thrown in the ambulance and then Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, the final one in 2019, they started with a standard match, went to a street fight and then they ended up in the steel cage match. Well, if you
2: bought a ticket you got a lot more than what you're watching
1: some awesome matches. That's for sure. Yeah.
2: Did that live audience a lot of good by them getting more than what they paid for.
1: Uh, Nick Lenz is up next. He at Arn, how did you feel about Sid being back in WCW in June of 93? He's inserted into the main event creative immediately. He's positioned alongside the world champion Vader as the masters of the powerbomb. Did you believe he was deserving of the spot at the time? And uh, then Nick also wants to know how Rick was as a tag team partner. So let's start with, uh, with Sid coming right in and being pushed right to the top.
2: Uh, I really don't want to talk about the Sid thing because that was
1: after we're getting close to that in October. Yeah.
2: Oh, it hasn't happened yet.
1: Hasn't happened yet. It's coming though. Uh,
2: Sid looked, looked apart. Uh, he was a monster, you know, when there weren't monsters everywhere, there was very few monsters walking around in WCW in those days. And he had the look, that's for sure and his offense was was pretty damn solid
1: um so as far as deserving a, a a main event push coming right back in you thought that was deserved
2: you can't use him in any other fashion yeah. that's a guy that was a top guy from day one i think just yeah because of what he brought to the table he's a guy now we're talking about bagwell you couldn't push him too far too quick this guy you had to bring in on top you had to
1: yeah his positioning had to match his look. He's a monster. You said it. He, he, the right, he's the ruler of the world. Yeah. He's a monster. Nick wants to know about uh, Rick as a tag team partner. Do you enjoy tagging with Rick when you had these opportunities, as you watch that match back?
2: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it, it brought, you know, cachet to the match. It made the match bigger. You know, Rick was if not the biggest star in the company, one of them, certainly, and uh, in the business itself. So to get to be his partner, you know, I think from perception-wise, it was it was good for me.
1: Finally, uh, our buddy Brian Haremza, did Arn see a long-term team with himself and Rick, or did Arn know it was just going to be short-term?
2: No, Rick was a single performer. Yeah. You know, and that's when he was at his best as the champion defending the title in a singles match. That's where you got the best of Rick.
1: But going on from what Brian says here, he felt like, did you feel like, too, hey, it's nice to introduce Rick back, tag team, vehicle, and then, you know, turn him back over to singles?
2: Yep, it gave me a rub. It helped me, him coming back in. True. I was not opposed to that
1: listen this is uh i've been looking forward to this part of our show because this action's intense it's credible we are believing it all but aren't in this third and final wcw mini movie produced by turner home entertainment at the direction of sharon cedello as with the promotion for Halloween Havoc and Super Bowl III, Turner executives believe that these movies served as an appropriate vehicle for advertising the upcoming pay-per-view. And thankfully, this one is so bad that they stopped making mini-movies after this one. Are you ready to check this out, this mini-movie sure. for Beach Blast? I'm
2: not sure.
1: <laughs> Listen, caring is sharing. And I want to share this B-level Russell crap with you, Warren.: You're torturing because, me. Because I care. Third clip of the week. Beach Blast mini-movie. Here we go.
3: Going to the news, because and thing boy out here on an island somewhere, having a party with a bunch of kids. Can you imagine that, huh? Biggest day of their life coming up. Beach Blast. What are they doing out here partying with a bunch of snotty-nosed kids? You mean to tell me that they missed our rally? To be out here with a bunch of snot nose stingers. Hold <laughs> oh, down, gentlemen. Makes my blood boil, too. But according to the map, that island's got to be out here somewhere. There it is, Colonel. I think I see the island just ahead of us. That's it, right there. Yeah. 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 Come on,
7: come on, come on. Come on. Come on. yeah, Keep it going. Come on, come on! Come on! Come on, Bruce! Come on!
3: Let's do it! Let's do it! Keep it going! Colonel, if they don't accept our offer this time, they're gonna be in for a big surprise. Is your man ready? Yeah, yeah, he's ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Do you trust Cheatham to get the job done? No, oh, please, let me do it. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'll take care of it. No, man. They'll see the reason I assure you and ask for Cheatham. I trust him like he was my own. I told Willie B to be prepared in the event that Sting and David boy don't see the light. If they decline our proposal, They'll be in for a beach blast like they've never seen before, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> JAWS! Now you girls get on out of here! Got some uninvited guests. Hey Sting, what's going on?
7: Look! It's Sid and Vader.
3: what do you suppose they want? Okay, everybody just stay here for a second. This looks like it could be pretty interesting. Davey, let's go see what they want. Yeah. The skulls and the bones that lie beside our path are symbols of our (laughs) 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 victories! I can't believe you wouldn't accept our proposal! Steam, Davey boy, accept these two tickets here to the retirement haven of your choice. I'll suffer the consequences. Well, I don't know, Davey, I'm kinda of thinking maybe we should just forget about this whole thing. I mean, we what, got the tickets. What are you talking about? Well, I'm just saying, look look at the size of these guys. We got two tickets on our hands, we can fly out of here and I don't the I do whole... no offer from them? Well, Davey, look at one more time, 450 pounds, Van Vader, six feet seven and 300-some-odd pounds, Sid Vicious, masters of the powerbomb? I mean, maybe we should just take these tickets and just retire. Nah, I don't think so. We'll see you at Beach Black. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute! JB boy! Dang! You just signed your death one! You're not going to make (laughs) that, that beach flag! boy, just made a serious mistake here. Enjoy your outing on this island today. You may be here for a long, long time. Yeah!
0: <laughs> what are you supposed to mean
3: by that? I don't know, Davey, they're just desperate people, and desperate people do desperate things. But I'll tell you one thing, they're gonna be tough.
0: <laughs> okay, guys, let's go back and play some fall, let's go have some fun.
3: Karen, and Christy, what did you want to tell me? Um, huh? There was a funny guy hanging around the boat. A funny guy hanging around the, the boat? Say what? Hey, Sting! Sting, where's he going?
4: He's gonna see the guy hanging around the boat going click, click, click.
3: No, they wouldn't.
4: Sting!
1: I think we both just got punked from the research guy. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) Oh man!
2: This is you. Listen, you're the co-host of this. Your comments. (laughs) I don't know what to say.
1: Listen, wrestle crap to the nth degree. I, I, I what? Listen, believe it or not, I don't know. I call it a dumpster fire, a waste of money. You got Sting playing Zach Morris on the beach. I guess that makes Davey Boy, A.C. Slater. It, it was terrible. The acting, the music. It was like Western music on the beach. The OK Corral showdown. Oh, and it was just bad. The reality is it is not
2: what we do. It's not what they do. We're not in the movie making business.
1: Today with our crazy schedules, you and I both benefit from AG1. Arn, just one scoop and it gives you 75 high quality vitamins and minerals. I'm talking improving your gut health, sleeping better, improved focus. What's not to like, this is a slam dunk and better yet, You're going to sleep better and recover better. It costs less than $3 a day. It's completely worth the investment in you and... It's received 7,000-plus five-star reviews. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. It's so simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag one Com slash Again, that's drinkag1.com forward slash arn to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. You have two of the most feared heels in the company, Vader and Sid, challenging the franchise along with Davy Boy Smith. And hey, let's try to get the angle over this way. Yikes, man. We, we actually have a few questions about it from, our, from our, our listeners. Alex says, if you know of any funny bloopers that took place while they made the mini-movie, were you even aware they put all this together back then, Arnd? No. You're not claiming any knowledge of this shit. No, I and I had nothing to do with it. I watched it, I'm
2: sure, like everybody else. When it aired, I can, I can take responsibility for a lot of stuff. I did a lot of things, I'm sure, that were not great, but I cannot take credit for the, this kind of stuff. It just, it, it just was trying to, to make some type of
1: crossover believable with guys in wrestling gear on a beach, Right, with Vader's gear on with a pair of what? Do they have sneakers on coming off the boat? He
2: had on the mask <laughs> and the whole shooting match. You know, it's just <laughs> Colonel Parker out there on the beach. and With his suit on suit. and his
1: cigar.
2: <laughs> there's entertainment, and then
1: there's entertainment. Oh, man. Eric Eric Sedan has a fun question. Oh, Arm, was there ever a vignette or promo that made you think for a second, hey – I might want to try my own hand at acting no you never thought about acting at all being the next rocker you know anything like that I was just
2: a realist (laughs) I had a very simple gimmick what you see is what you got and most of the time whether you thought it was a good idea or not it was the truth
1: Arn, we got to get away from this, this nonsense. Please Let's, don't ever show me anything like that again. That was the last one they did. That was the last movie one they did. Because and hopefully they
2: learned. I mean, I I know their hearts were right. It was their company. It was, sure. you know, they were just trying to add to the product. And it was just being a fish out of water.
1: Well, Lauren, we're getting back to some wrestling after all that. Thank you, Andrew Hermes, you son of a bitch, for making us watch that this week. And, Andrew, uh,
2: go out your back door, f- find the largest tree that's a short distance from it, and run head on into it.
1: <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it, man. Thank Please. you. Yeah, the research guy. That's right. So good. Oh, that's You're pop- fired. <laughs> Listen, as we discussed last week and wrapping up the show this week, Paul Roma, he joined the Horseman Stable at Slambury 93. We watched the clip. Our final clip of the week, it's one of the first televised matches where you and Roma team together, and you're taking on the Wrecking Crew. It's June 26, 1993. It's worldwide. We had the match, the promo. Final clip, the uh, initial outing, Anderson and Roma let's let's watch
0: tremendous tag team action as worldwide is like you said just underway with the bang, on, let the fans know that Catherine White we do understand will attempt to try to restore the memory of Cactus Jack and we will have some more reports from her next week ha, I think she ought to Carol give Roma. him a bath first oh, you hey, see Paul Romo in the wrong corner what an initiation as a horseman here and what initiation he had at Clash of the champions harshman and roman and anderson both men now taking on rage and fury on the outside go both
6: members of the wrecking crew well the one thing the wrecking crew is going to learn quick as you see the wrecking crew very unhappy with the fans here but they're going to learn fast that the horsemen can break the rules there's no doubt about it they're both good good wrestlers but they'll punch it out and they'll break the rules as much as they have to do it tony jesse we've had so many uh, different uh,
0: horsemen uh, barry Wyndham was a horseman at one time we saw what happened with uh, barry Wyndham, Malone wolf and rick flair at the beginning of the program sid vicious was a horseman at one time how do you compare look at
6: this double team how do you compare these new horsemen to the old four horsemen well in reality you're only speaking about one new horseman of course nature boy rick flair and Aaron anderson have always been horsemen paul roma the newest horseman obviously they picked him out you know with a lot of scrutiny they went out they looked for the man that they wanted and they came up with paul roma
0: and i don't think it's a bad choice the man is a tremendous athlete has a lot of ability and has great endurance and that's one thing the horseman has always been known for
6: endurance but the main thing is is how good looking he is that's first on the horseman agenda you gotta have looks to get the women big clubbing forearm that time from
7: rage don't you
0: agree with that tony well not necessarily here's a tag i mean the head of the horseman is ole anderson i don't think he goes after guys looks first he goes after how tough they are save by fury and Arn anderson back in
6: well iron was a little late fury got in there and made the save and it's a good thing he did because roma had rage in a lot of trouble and now we got one of them outside whoa and roma just ran fury into the post
0: anderson with a spine buster he is not the legal man and here comes roma there's the legal man big announcement to make concerning Beach Blast. He's gonna make that at ringside as he'll be talking to the horsemen. Well, here we go once again, the replay. Anderson had the spine buster, and like he said, he was not the legal man, but he put him down at a great point for Paul Roma to come off the top. And there you see Anderson and then Roma for the one, two, three. Here winners, the horsemen. Arnie Anderson and pretty Paul Roma, who are now down at ringside,
6: along with Jesse Body" ventura Thank you, Tony. I'm standing here with them, with legends of wrestling, the four horsemen, of course, the veteran horseman, Aaron Anderson, who has been a horseman his entire career, along with nature boy, Ric Flair, and the newest of the four horsemen, Paul Roma. But gentlemen, we all know how good the horseman is, but right now I got news for you. The number one tag team in all the world is the Hollywood Blondes. We all know coming up at Beach Blast, you two are gonna get your shot at the blondes, Arn Anderson.
3: Go to my man. You know that's right. They are the best. And we've only been together a short time. But we just showed you why we are the number one contenders and why we are gonna get the shot at the Hollywood Blondes, and we're gonna make the most of this shot. Jesse Ventura, do I look like a nice guy? Have I ever been a nice guy? Not too often. Oh, Brian Pillman, I would smack my granny in the mouth for 50 cents, much less. Grab that stack of dimes you call a neck and love to squeeze till something pops. And you, Steve Austin, you like to insult people. My friend, understand one thing. We're the horsemen, the dirtiest players in the game. All we need is one shot. Because we're worse or better than everybody else. However you want to look at it, we need one shot.
1: Arn, you know what this week's title of the episode is? June 1993. I'd slap my granny for 50 cents.
2: (laughs) I love it. Yeah, yeah. See, it was all in water already. You can tell that. Could, I, that's I mean? where I
1: was headed next. I mean, in, the, in ring work, what did you think?
2: Looked like a million dollars. Great body.
1: I want to give you credit for something at the end of that match. After you spine busted your opponent, you took the time to move him over for then the splash from Roma for the pin. I see so many times now where guys start shuffling their bodies around for the spot.
2: Yeah, and that's that just kills it off. It kills yes. all the realism to it completely off. Yeah, I mean that's just what you did. You're already in the ring illegally. You got a five count to get out of there. So if you're going to change the complexion of it, change it.
1: And you took him into your hands, and I love that. I saw that you do that because that's missing in today's wrestling, where you're the one adjusting the guy for the guy coming off the rope, not the guy moving his body around so that they can take the spot right.
2: Yeah, and Paul, you could, I mean, let, let's be fair to Paul because there's been rhetoric for sure. 20, 20 however many years over this. You know, it's the fact is he wasn't comfortable in that position, nor should he have been, to be honest with you, and he was walking in after Tully Blanchard getting teased that he might come back, and now Paul, nothing was acceptable after that. It wasn't a matter who you would have put in that spot. If it wasn't going to be Tully... Who would it have
1: been? Yeah. But I think he nailed it on the head, great in the ring, but you put, put the stick in front of him, and uh, it just is what it is. He's he's still white meat white baby face presentation style promo, and then you come in, and you're you know threatening granny with a slap for 50 cents. It's totally different. Yeah,
2: that might have took a little steam off of uh, everything else, but yeah, that's what I did. That's what I do. It's who I am.
1: Well, listen, that concludes our coverage, and my God, what a month it was. June 1993, Arn, this was a fun show. Uh, Another big month for the Horseman. Flair returns, you team with Roma, and all three of you are in the hunt for championship gold. And, uh, man, listen, before we get out of here, I just want to remind everybody, Arn Anderson, you can find all your merch, you can follow and check out old episodes at arnlinks.com. You'll find our social media pages, as I said, The four horseman jackets. It's starting to get cooler in the fall season. Look at you got your new four horseman shirt there. That's the old school. That was
2: you know, that was one of the originals.
1: Arn, I gotta tell you, two more designs are on the site. That JD Hoop inspired show enforcing uh is on there the one that you uh kind of had some input on it's on the store and also uh the four title belts of the four horsemen there's a brand new shirt design that two of them just got posted so guys check it out you can go boxofgimmicks.com arnlinks.com it'll all take you to the same place two brand new shirts, including one designed by J.D. Hoop, and our guy Dominic D'Angelo did the other one, and by the way, I think that was Dominic D'Angelo driving the boat in that movie for, Vid and, uh, for Sid and Vader, so Dom, you'll have to let us know if that was you, kind of look like you, uh, but check it out, ArnLinks.com, I'm going to get slammed so much for that, I love it. Well, he would Arn... only bet about three years
2: old if that's the case, right? <laughs> that's
1: true. It's true. That's a little young to be driving a boat. <laughs> it like him, though, man. What the heck? Oh, man. Next week, the control of the show is back in all of your hands because it's Ask Arn Almost Anything, and like the Horseman days, Arn is not coming alone. Brock Anderson is going to be joining the show, sitting alongside the Enforcer and answering your questions. We're not going to get to them all, but we're going to get to as many as possible, and then after we wrap up, Arn and I are going to do a bonus 30-minute show of Ask Arn for ad-free shows for the month of September. So check it out. Can't wait on. I can't wait to have Brock on the show. Me too. I think he's going to do a fine job. Guys, listen, if your business targets 25- to 54-year-old men, no better place for you than to advertise with Arn.com right now. Arn, Spider Grip, they're coming back for two spots, one in November, one in December. David Britt reached out to me to let me know. He bought two more spots with the show. Beautiful. So excited about that. Guys, you can, too, if you have a product or service, Go to advertise advertisewitharn.com right now, and you can be a part of The Arn Show and help support us, and we would thank you so much for it. Arn, thank you for uh, doing this with me again this week. You got a lot of guts with some of this shit, I'm telling you. You do it just to torture me, but the audience, I'm sure, is loving it. Eating it up, loving it, loving every second of it, and that's what it's all about. Thank you for being a good sport. Guys, listen, on behalf of the birthday boy... The Hall of Famer, the founder, the creator, the champion. Go ahead. You got something. You
2: were the birthday boy two days before me, so happy belated.
1: <laughs> All good. It's the 18th and then the 20th. That's that was, the a yeah, was a good month. It good month. Good month, September. And, uh, hey, thank you so much for that. On behalf of the founder, the creator, the champion, the author, the father. Arn Anderson. This is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week for another episode of Arn.
3: Eric Bischoff here again, telling you about our friends over at SaveWithConrad.com. Now, Conrad's always talking about how they are helping homeowners save money. But did you know that Conrad and his team can also help you become a homeowner? They make the home buying process more enjoyable than,
4: I don't know, making out with
3: Stephanie and Linda.
4: Ouch! But don't take my word for it. I'm Willie Proctor, and I'm from Martinsburg, West Virginia. I came with uh, stayed with Conrad to buy my first home is that once I you know, listened to the podcast, I, I, was, I heard other testimonials and uh, how easy it was. So, and that was the whole process for me here was wanting for convenience. Oh, it was, a, it was a pleasure. I mean, it was like working with family. It really was like, you know, being from West Virginia, you know, it's, it's all about family here. And, and that's what it was like working with Conrad's team. You know, I worked with Larry, uh, Holly, and Francis, and they were just, it was just like, I thought I was talking to my aunt or, you know, talking to my dad, you know, <laughs> it was it was a great experience. Yeah, this is actually the house I grew up in, so that was kind of the whole thing. My mom was moving to South Carolina, and she, was, and she got stressed out about what to do with the house, how she was going to sell it, uh, get rid of everything, and I thought, you know what? I didn't want to see the house go, but at the same time, I wanted to make the process easy for me and easy for my mom, and working with Larry and the team, uh, they made it easy for both of us. Uh, hi, this is Willie Proctor, and I just bought my first house with SaveWithComrade.com. And unlike the dirt sheets, we're not making this up. Check out all the 5-star reviews, go to
3: savewithconrad.com and do it today. You'll be grateful you did. And MLS number 65084 equal housing lender. Woo! John brings
0: his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together,